What's good, everyone? It's your girl, Odin. Some of you know me as Odie Spice, and I'm back again with the second episode of the Artist Conversations podcast. We got a pretty deep one for you today, featuring some of our very own Voice Waves crew. We have Shallon, Yesenia, Alvin, Michael, which I'm super stoked about. On the previous show, we talked about the obstacles young artists face and solutions for those obstacles. So today we're tapping back into our first encounters with struggling with mental health. And we review artists and albums that helped us cope and remember crucial times during our past. So to start us off, Yesenia, who is 18, shares her story. Um, so I always knew that like, I struggled with something, that I was never happy, like as a child. And I didn't really know what that was because my family, they didn't really understand what mental health was or like anything with mental illness. Um, when I used to, I guess, have like moments or like episodes or whatever when I would just like shut myself off or like feel like, oh, like I really don't want to be here like at all. Like my grandma and my dad would just shrug and be like, oh, you're just having a bad day and oh, it's nothing to worry about. Like, like it's a phase. Yeah, it's just, You'll yeah. be fine. You'll get over it. It's nothing serious. And I, I don't think they said that, like, to just, like, really brush me off. Like, they truly, like, didn't understand. And, and to some extent, my grandma still doesn't understand what it is. Um, it wasn't until, like, I watched, like, a lot of TVs <laughs> and I watched a lot of um, Saturday Night Live. Like, I never miss an episode of that. And in middle school, I had, um, I had, like, I was self-harming a lot when I was younger, like in middle school, and when my dad found out about it, he kind of didn't really say anything. He was just like, oh, don't do that. Like, and you know, because I said so, and because I said it's wrong, and because he was just scared, and he didn't know how to address it. And there's, you know, there's this comedian, and who I really look up to, um, Pete Davidson, and on the show, he um, talks a lot about his mental health and his how he struggles with mental illness and how he gets help. Like, of course, he says it in a jokingly way, but from him, like, that's how I discovered what it was and that it's okay for me to feel this type of way and it's okay for me to go through my experiences and feel these feelings and kind of how to cope with it. So in a way, like, he kind of saved my life because I was just, like, going through it all and I felt like I was alone. So it was nice to know that, you know, someone else knew how I was feeling. Wow, that's deep. Do you ever like message him on Instagram or Twitter saying thank you? Yeah, I want to so bad. I, I'm always so appreciative of him, but um, he's right now he's going through like so much because he has like borderline personality disorder and all these mm. types of things. Where he actually deleted all of his platforms oh, and yeah. beforehand he actually posted like a long letter saying like how he is like in danger of like like taking his own life and how he just well, needs yeah. to. You know, so it's like, it's hard, you know, but it's, I'm glad that he lets that out there. So that way, like, I'm like, okay, so we know, like, that's how he feels and, like, I can still connect. I think another thing that you're, you're bringing up a lot of things that are important in terms of how our families can kind of be afraid to, you know, confront when we feel like a specific type of way and when we're dealing with anxiety. A lot of that is because they also haven't confronted it for themselves. So you have to think, not even on like family terms, but on an individual level, like certain people haven't dealt with 
it within themselves, which makes it harder for them to deal with it within other people, especially their families and stuff like that. And another thing I talked about on the last podcast was social media, how important it is to take breaks and live in the moment because mindfulness is really important. And it wasn't until I understood exactly what mindfulness was and how it helps not just me, but helps me help other people be present and what it means to be present. You bringing up him deleting social media is kind of a way of like snapping back and like being able to just sit where you are in that moment and think, okay, like I'm here, I'm breathing right now, everything is okay, so, like that kind of thing. That's, that's a trip. Yeah, because I actually jumped back onto social media like two days ago and like, I do feel a little worse this week. <laughs> and, like I took a break from it last, you know, for like a week and a half. And it's it's kind of hard to take a break from social media because then like after checking with people like, hey, just letting you know I didn't block you. I'm just taking a break from. You feel you like know. you have to let people know mm-hmm. that yeah. like I'm. I'm not ignoring you, you know, I just need to delete social media. I feel like it's the, the fact that we're yeah. at a level where we have to announce that we're like, leaving <laughs> social like media. Like, I'm like, offline. Yeah, like, even sometimes before I go to sleep, I'll delete social media apps, like, for the night. And it's it nice. literally feels nice. like I'm being pulled out of about being a student and how that affects um, mental health and well-being and one thing that always really frustrated me was um, hearing adults say oh just wait until you join the real world just wait until you get out in the real world and I've always felt like actually I've been dealing with the real world my whole life (laughs) you know what else were you dealing with (laughs) yeah like what, what does it mean that just because I'm in school I don't experience um, the same stresses or anxieties that that adults do. In fact, I probably experience a lot more, more. than some adults, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I definitely feel like that that just contributes to this like culture around being a student and like performing in a certain way mm-hmm. and not being really stressful. And for me, it was like a lot of my mental health suffered because I was supposed to be in school, but I had to like pay to be in school yep. and pay to live <laughs> so I always had like two or three jobs also Oof, and I'm like well I'm tough. in the real world already I, mean, I don't know <laughs> how know? she did that like I really working don't. three jobs that's pretty much like living the yeah and being in, and being in a school like UC Berkeley which is like super competitive expensive too and I had already burned myself out in high school to be honest she was 17 when she moved out and went to she wasn't even eight. You weren't even eighteen yet when you. No, I wasn't. <laughs> so I, if I was, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> She's like superhero. But, but um. But yeah. at the same time, I, I think it's also like you can be functioning and also be struggling with mental health. Mm-hmm. You can be super high yeah. functioning on the outside. You can have multiple jobs and you can be doing the school the way you're supposed to be doing it. Um, or at least like barely making it through at some points in my case mm-hmm. and still be like struggling yeah. and like and then the shows catch up with you. So.
experience music whether we create it or not it's something we all enjoy um and so i think it's a good idea for us to go around and talk about some of our favorite artists or albums that um, have helped us get through hard times good times it doesn't have to be negative it can be positive too um whoever wants to start with some of their favorite go-to man i i honestly yeah, so many. Love, i i love <laughs> listening to a lot of bands per se but my one of my two favorites is has to be like portugal the man i knew you were gonna say that. yeah like portugal <laughs> the man it's just like you this, saw that you saw the playlist on yeah the honestly yeah. if you see my playlist on like even on my phone it's always portugal the man like live in the moment atomic man evil friends uh <laughs> it's just like it's just the songs they have is very like happy but in a, in a sense it's very like motivational so i kind of mm. in two words i would kind of like put it as like motivational melancholy how like mm. the songs are very slow they're not necessarily oh. completely upbeat but they're not necessarily sad songs they're, mm-hmm. they're no cranberries that's for sure mm-hmm. some of your favorites my favorites i've had a few um uh, before we started this i think i talked a little bit about um oh smashing pumpkins adore album mm-hmm. was like it's a classic for me. Like I'm, mean, I'm 31 year, years old now, but that album I first listened to it when I was like tw- when I was 12, and it's still like one of my most heard albums. That you know, one of my favorites, and like it just you know I was thinking about it since we talked about it earlier. Like and um, I don't know. I think I have a problem like not crying. If that makes sense, like it's hard for me to cry. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to like open up like consistently and. Because if I do get like certain emotions that maybe do need to come out, I tend to, they tend to wash away really quickly. Because I don't know, I just move on to something else, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's a gender thing. The way you know, being a male, being taught to like not cry. I don't know. I really don't know what it is, but I it's hard for me to cry sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, I, all the time. <laughs> and that album just is so cinematic. It has a lot of violin. You know, that the band recorded Smash Pumpkins recorded that album after they went through like a lot of loss in their family, like. Billy Corgan's mom died um, before they started recording that album and their drummer went to prison for a while and then it just really reshaped the mood and sound of that band which was you know in their first two or three albums they were doing like more like um, rock definitely rock trippy stuff but like more like that poppy side of things if that's fair to say and this album was so like raw with depression and, and tone and lyrics you know um consistently i mean the album art is like black and white yeah. you know and um, i don't know it just opens up a, a part of me that's kind of hard to access you know i feel like that's what music does to me a lot you know mm-hmm. like it's i feel like it helps me translate words um that i can't say it myself sometimes you know Yesenia, what are some of your okay well i'm gonna talk about two <laughs> <laughs> nice. Go for it. um so the first album that of I ever purchased with my own money um, was Bad by Michael Jackson. It was the 25th anniversary edition. Nice. And I think it was 
the year that he died that I wow. bought it. My dad took me to the store. And it was your first Michael Jackson album? It was the first album I've ever... Yeah, it was the first... Yeah, because... Mm. But you were a fan. Still. No. Oh, wow. Because my dad... I think that's kind of why I started liking him, because my dad and my grandma, my whole family, they're really big on music, and everybody plays their own music, and I kind of get a taste of every genre from... Like everybody in my family, but nobody listened to Michael Jackson. Like <laughs> nobody liked him, wow. and so I kind of felt like that was my own thing. Something and unique, um, yeah. that was like a really good year for me. Well, two thousand and two thousand eight, two thousand and nine were like good times for me, because um, my uncle Richard was living with us in the trailer, and. I mentioned this on previous podcast that I grew up near a farm, so it was like really small, oh, and it was really intimate. It was just me and my dad and my uncle, and my grandma, and it was just like it was a really good summer, and it was like the last summer that I had with uh, my uncle Richard. He passed away like um, right before I moved to California, like a year before. So I kind of go back to that album a lot because I remember like that was a really good time for me. Yeah. And so, like, all those songs, like, I kind of grew up with, and it's cool, because it was like, oh, it's mine, and, like, that was a good time, and, mm-hmm. and like, it's something, like, just for me, yeah. you know? I don't really, When like, you're able to, like, a, make something for yourself, or, like, find, like, discover music, or listen to music for yourself, not because somebody forced it on you, or, like, right. not that mm-hmm. there's anything wrong being, being influenced by no, other no. people's styles and everything, but it, it, there's a different feeling when you come across something and feel it and like it for yourself yeah and especially yeah. like the way you were describing where you were where you came from and what was going on in that time that's what music does the visual aspect of music is really important yeah. um being able to listen to something and remember exactly what you see or felt or heard or tasted and stuff like that um yeah not, not to say that i don't like love all the music that my, <laughs> yeah, my family it's good music regardless, I love, yeah. it's great music but it's just like Every time I hear it, like my dad's like, "Oh yeah, I put you up on that." Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, that's my music." I'm like, "Okay, nice. mine." Like, <laughs> what this else? is mine. What um, else was it? That, um, um, plastic Ono Band by John Lennon. Uh, a lot of people like listen to Beatles, and everybody listens to John Lennon, all of them. But like, they don't really pay a lot of attention to his solo work. Like, of course, like it's like he's a legend, but like I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. And it's just a lot of songs from that album and Imagine are like really personal to him. Like he wrote songs for his mom and about um, Yoko and Paul and it's just like it's very intimate mm-hmm. and like the styling of it it's so it's so raw. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't like it's just him and his guitar and like that's it. Like Oof. we feel like there's like a mm-hmm. lot of involvement. <laughs> so it's just like it's yeah, it's really emotional and it's yeah. It's just nice. I don't listen to it a lot, but I, I do find myself going back to it from time to time. Where That's good. I'm going through hard times or good times. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, wow. Something very timeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can awesome. connect to. I mean, he's written, he's written like a few songs about his mom, right? Like, it seems like a pretty important theme. Yeah, it was definitely a really important thing. Yeah, I think that song Julia is kind of about his yeah. mom and Yoko at the same time. Yeah, about like how, like, oh, this is the woman of my life and like now she's gone and now I have like this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my right. life with which is like still very intimate like I used to skip it a lot because like <laughs> that's a lot but like now it's like one of my favorite songs but it's like yeah I'm hearing that because it's so raw totally <laughs> so, really stripped down for someone who yeah. mm-hmm. was like on top of the world right mm-hmm. wow. yeah what about you what do you listen to over there <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, I'm definitely a lyrics person. Yeah, primarily. same. Um, Odin knows this. Yeah, I, do. <laughs> I know. This is my sister, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of lyrics to a lot of songs. Um, if I like a song, I'll know the lyrics like within two times. Yeah. Most of the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so and hard for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really obnoxious at karaoke because even nice. when some, it's someone else's turn, like I'm singing all the words. Or <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like the most random part of song, like the. It'll be just quiet, and then she'll, like, say the ad-lib. <laughs> <laughs> or if there's, like, two people going back and forth, I'll try to do both do parts. Both what? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get all out of breath. Um, but I was trying to, th- I was envisioning kind of, like, the posters that were on my walls when I was in, like, middle school. Wow. And uh, Linkin Park, Meteora. <laughs> I remember that. that. That album, they played to death on yeah. K-Rock. <laughs> and... I just, to this day, I, I really love Linkin Park. Um, yeah, you can play it on that one song on the piano. Yes, Odin taught me the little intro to In the End. <laughs> that was um, a fun lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really challenged at, at playing music. But, um, um, what kind of but yeah, and are then you I was, good at playing at? Uh, none. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Odin had like a very musical grandmother, so she learned a lot of instruments. Um, so and she knows music. I I'll let her talk about herself. But um, <laughs> and then also like what other posted Audio Slave. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Shout the sun. Oh, yeah. Love Chris Audio. Cornell. Mm-hmm. Love and Chester <laughs> Reddington. Both of them. Both R. of them. Both of them. Um, and then my there's a lot of songs like very just particular songs rather than albums that remind me of specific people mm. like there's this one james addiction song that my dad loves <laughs> um and there's like and my dad and my mom both really love prince so like that oh, yeah. definitely trickled <laughs> trickled down to us um and there was also a period of time where my older sister was really deep into music because she, oh, she was she was um in middle school she was really sick um and she had to um, be taken out of school so she was home a lot of the time and just listening to music all day like every day and watching movies all day every day <laughs> and so her music taste really influenced mine and mm-hmm. she so that's how i really got um into like mars volta and at the drive-in mm-hmm. um mars volta <laughs> um, Led Zeppelin, oh, yeah. just like, yeah, and we have this game, our family, where like a song comes on the radio and mm-hmm. my mom will put a dollar amount and say like, anybody who, who can it? name this, like a dollar. <laughs> and like ten dollars if you know who this is. And my sister is literally <laughs> like an IMDB, like archive of music <laughs> and she'll like, she knows like all, Everything. the name of every song. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I learned a lot of things. Yeah. Um, um everything she was saying I like when I was younger I had a more so like rock upbringing like she said audio slave mm-hmm. red hot chili peppers was like don't eat like I don't that, that's yeah, our family that's our family yeah, yeah like <laughs> um what else like you said Mars Volta I remember like Drunk Ship of Lanterns was my favorite song Ooh. from start to finish and when I was younger I was able to remember things sonically like ridiculously and those are complex songs Com- like that song's like almost 10 minutes long and I remember everything <laughs> from start to finish like what? the way the beat goes and everything when I, was, when I was 8 there was this festival called Detour Festival and that's when I saw the Mars Volta and it was like a wow. festival like general admission it was the first one I went to my mom had to put me on top of a newspaper stand 
so I didn't get lost. <laughs> really? And I was All standing again? eight. And that I was, is awesome. I was standing on top of the Mars newspaper Volta, stand, wow. singing "Drunk Ship of Lanterns," like walking out on top of this. I almost like broke my ankle in that crowd. Yeah, I was, mean, he's her, like, he's <laughs> I was like, like parties. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I just it's just music has just always been there, and so there's a like a level of understanding within our differences because everything is so different, and um, but we all know that and we all understand that, and that's what makes us all so accepting of each other is that I can confidently play my music for these people knowing that there's no genre to it and it just makes sense to them and that's something I want all people to be able to do is Mm -hmm. acknowledge the fact that even though there are differences amongst all of us differences aren't always bad right um it's just different totally and within our differences there are similarities like we discussed especially within our mental health and everything and the way we cope and so like we all went around and talked about our musical influences and while they're all different they the similarity is that it all helps us in some way one way or another um yeah so i just love music dude (laughs) yeah so much Um, music is gone yeah we could wrap it up um, but I just want to say thank you everyone for sharing such personal stories and <laughs> don't forget be mindful take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of Artist Conversations peace